0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. and If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Now on today's show, I've had virtually the same question from several listeners in different geographies so I've synthesized a composite question which basically aims to cover the landscape of the question. The question is how to determine the density of apartments you can build on a site having rather large dimensions. In one case, the property is in a dense urban location and measures 200 feet by 500 feet. How many apartments can I get if the building is limited to five stories in height? Well, this is a great question. Of course, each municipality has rules, part of the zoning code, that determine the setbacks of the building from the property line, at the front, the back, and the sides, but the setbacks are not the constraint in this case. When you're evaluating the utility of a building site for residential apartments, you need to think about the basic apartment as a building block. A one-bedroom apartment is going to need between 22 and 25 feet of perimeter space on the exterior of the building in order to have windows for the living room and the bedroom. A two-bedroom apartment is going to need about 35 feet of exterior wall space. Again, for the two bedrooms and a living room. Apartments are not that deep. On the interior, you're going to locate the kitchen, the bathrooms, the closets, the hallways, the laundry facilities. None of those items require windows. So your most valuable real estate in an apartment building is the exterior walls because that's where you have to have windows. At most, your apartment's going to be between 30 and 40 feet deep. If you allow 6 feet for a hallway between apartments, then at most your building is going to be 85 to 90 feet deep from one side of the building to the other. If the property is too large, if it's too deep, you have space in the core that's not really that usable. Constructing a larger laundry room in an apartment is only going to add cost and it's not going to bring you any additional rent. So there's certain land dimensions that naturally lend themselves to building an apartment building, and then others that are just plain awkward. So if you have a property that's deeper than you need it to be for an apartment building, you're not naturally going to be able to make use of that extra land. A site that's 200 feet deep is too deep for a single building to span the entire depth of the site, and it's not deep enough to have two towers. You can use some of that extra depth in a dense urban setting to create a sense of open streetscape, maybe by setting back the building a little further from the street. You can also make a larger footprint on the ground floor for the amenities in the lobby, like the party room, the parking entrance, the gym, and so on. But carrying that extra depth to the top of the tower is usually quite wasteful. I've seen many rookie developers multiply the width of the property by the height restriction and then divide by the size of an average apartment in order to determine how many units are possible. But that simple calculation neglects the real constraints in designing an apartment building. A property that's 400 feet deep might be a candidate for two towers on top of a podium ground floor with a space between them, maybe a horseshoe shape or a U-shaped building on top of a podium. The goal is to maximize the perimeter of the building so you can get as many bedrooms and living rooms on the exterior of the building as possible. That one constraint is usually the limiting factor on the number of apartments that are possible. The second limiting factor for any apartment building is going to be the parking ratio the city is going to determine the minimum parking allowed in the zoning code. But you also need to take into account market demand. If your building height and perimeter calculations can allow, say, 200 apartments, but let's imagine for a moment you only have space for 100 cars, you might be limited by parking. And there's several parking solutions ranging from surface parking to ground-level structured parking, maybe multi-level structured parking, either above ground or below ground. Structured parking is expensive to build and rarely brings enough value to justify the expense for an apartment building. Even if you charge for the parking, the payback is usually poor compared with the rent per square foot for apartment space. A parking space measures about 200 square feet, and when you add the drive surface and the ramps needed to complete a parking structure, you need more than double that amount. So let's say you're getting an extra 100 bucks a month for your parking space. That means you're going to be getting about 25 cents per square foot in rent for your parking structure that's not enough to cover the cost of building the parking and it's a fraction of the rent compared to what you'd be getting for your apartment space so simple calculations can be highly misleading when you're attempting to determine the density you can achieve on a property it does require the work of an experienced apartment building designer an architect who works with the basic building blocks of an apartment layout and performs a careful analysis of the parking ratio to determine if the site is a good candidate for an apartment building and the kind of density that can be achieved. I want to thank several folks that asked this virtually the same question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.